Hello, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Goddess Activation Podcast, where we dive deep into all things divine feminine energy, pleasure, healing, sensuality, and really living connected with our bodies. I'm your host, Nikita Anand, spiritual embodiment coach and Kundalini and Tantra facilitator. And if you're ready to remember, reclaim, and activate the ancient wisdom that has always been within your body, stay tuned. Hello, everybody. Marina here, the Compassionate Somatic Coach. And today I'm going to host my dear friend Nikita again. Go check out her page. We did a live on her page yesterday, and we're going to be talking about how to connect to your body and love her. And I'm really excited because I know that a lot of us are not connected to our bodies. So if you're joining live, I'm so glad you're here. I would love to hear where you are joining us from. Where are you in the world as we wait for Nikita to come? And also, if you can share, what is your relationship with your body right now? Do you feel connected to your body? Do you feel disconnected? What has been your journey? All of those cool know in the comments because we want to know. <sighs> I definitely had a big, big journey with this. Hello. Hello, my love. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I just asked everyone where they are. Australia, we have UK, Italy, Australia, India, Texas. Oh, cool. I love this. I love this so much. Um, and I also asked everybody, what is your relationship with your body? Do you feel connected to your body? Do you feel disconnected from your body? Have you gone on a journey? All of that stuff. So I'm I'm going to ask you the same thing, Nikita, because I'm really curious. I don't know if I even know this. Do you feel like you were always connected to your body? Do you feel like it's new for you? What has been your journey? Um, I feel now I'm very connected with my body. Definitely not all day. No, I would say I feel very connected with my body. I've created a very deep awareness and deep connection with myself, but that started because I used to not feel connected with my body. I used to overwork out and then overeat because I wasn't listening to my body and my hormones, my, my body's desires were always telling me what my body needed, but I didn't listen, right? So I worked out when my body said, told me to rest. I ate when my body said, I'm full, all these things. And so I used to have a very disconnected relationship with my body. And in the past, I would say, especially four or five years, I've dedicated on connecting with my body and doing body-based healing. So not just meditations, not just mindset work, but actually getting deeper into my body. And now I would say I am very connected with my body, but sometimes I still know when I'm participating in a pattern of numbing myself. For example, um, what I saw myself doing a few months ago and a few weeks ago was scrolling on Instagram to numb out after like a full day of work, right? So I was aware enough to know that I'm doing it, but I didn't care. I just did it anyway. So I would say I'm connected with my body most of the time, but I still sometimes just like all of us humans do participate in patterns that we know aren't the best for us. Yeah. Yeah. And someone just said they're also disconnected. That makes sense. Um, and then someone asked, I'm running away from self healing from trauma. How do I start? So I think that's a great question. Yeah. And, um, do you feel like you were also dissociated? Like, do you feel like you were not connected? Like, it sounds like you were not connected to your hunger cues and to your fullness cues and, and like the need to rest. Do you feel like when you were walking around in the world, you were just like in your head all the time? 
Um, I'm with present. I would say at that time I was already doing the mindset work and getting into spirituality and, you know, positive mindset and everything. So I was aware of that, but I feel like I had a lot of old emotions and old shame that was in my body. So that was, I was, I was happy and present in like around me and I was very grateful, but there was stuff coming up from within my body, which in the beginning, I didn't know how to deal with it. So that's why I went to food and to, and to overworking out because these were the only ways back then that I knew how to connect with myself. We are so similar, my dear. <laughs> yeah, and, and as you shared, this person who asked about running away from self-healing and trauma healing, first, I really want to say, I feel you. This can feel really overwhelming, right? Like there's this this treasure, like this, 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 your whole past that you might have not looked at yet, or this whole, all these emotions and blocks and old experiences that are, that are stored in your body. And an important thing that I love to share is that you don't need to heal or release it all now. It doesn't have to be released and healed next week. It doesn't have to be healed and released next year. Like you have time and space and we have our whole lives of connecting deeper with our hearts and our bodies so i don't mean to use this to postpone it no start with it now slowly without overwhelming yourself can you just take five minutes put a timer on your phone for four or five minutes and simply breathe and thoughts will come up and can you let those thoughts go like clouds and just take those five minutes to breathe and you know simple simple small steps like this to start connecting with yourself on your healing and self-love journey yeah a practice that i started with when alitha we you both you know her she was uh, our coach both of us and she you know was she is a somatic uh therapist used to be and she told me to sit with my body and I was like what the heck I don't know what you're talking about I have no idea and so I started to just close my eyes and just notice my sensations and I kind of like to describe it as like a deep sea diver that has a flashlight and starts to kind of look it was so fascinating it was so challenging it was so uh, at first like darkness but then curiosity so that was like the first practice that I did I think there was a question you were reading maybe you can share mm -hmm. uh, someone shared that they were they thought that alcohol was connected Connecting them deeper with their bodies, but in sobriety, they now realize that it's it was actually disconnecting them more from themselves. So yes, that is alcohol and drugs and anything that we use in excessiveness is oftentimes a way to numb out or to run away from something, right? And what you were sharing in the beginning, just like observing your sensations in the beginning, it might feel like. For some, it feels like there is nothing there, it's black. For some, you already start feeling sensations in different body parts and you don't know what to do with it because yes, now you have those sensations, but what do I do with them now, right? So those, those the, the beginning stage can be very confusing and very open-ended because you have everything in front of you. And a very important part here is not learning to not judge anything. Like if you have a tightness in your chest, if you have a pinching or like, um, like, um, stabbing pain in your belly or wherever it is, can you observe it and can you breathe into it? 
and not immediately say that's because this and this and this or it's his fault it's their fault you know like can we can you observe what is happening and let it be here just for that moment right now i love that where i love that you also said that this is ongoing because like i'm sharing on my stories today like i'm going through it now you know and it's not like it just you get healed. It's just a process. And I think what you just said is the most important thing, which is not judging. And we can, we always do, you know, and we have to remind ourselves, wait, hold on. Okay. Can I just be just observing and neutral and noticing like what's happening in my body? And it's a, it's a constant practice. I really like parts work and in parts work, they call that our protectors. Those are the parts that are like, What's happening? Where? Resistance, blah, blah, blah. Like any kind of resistance, even drinking and alcohol and drugs and all these things, they're actually protectors and physical pain because when when that shows up, it's like, this is too much. I need to pause. And they're actually really important. So we can actually listen to them instead of like pushing through it. So um, someone said i'm a doctor and patients sometimes ask for a full body mri i think they need this live cast oh that's so lovely please send it to them we would love that um oh Brittany's here yay hi Brittany. i haven't chatted with you so nikita can you share i know you're the master of this we talk about i feel like you you might agree and tell me if you see it differently but I love and have done this observation of the body for a really long time, which is, I was told now by my coach and I have shifted, I do both now, but she told me it's a very masculine practice. Like you're just noticing, noticing, noticing. And then you are so brilliant at expression and moving the energy, which is the feminine energy part of it. So can you share more about your practices, what you do, what you recommend for people who are starting and like, what has your journey also been like with all of this? Yes, I love this. I hear from a lot of people who start connecting with this work that after a while they realize that they have been intellectualizing their emotions, right? So when one last thing that I want to share about judgment is it's not bad if our mind comes in. It's not bad if you're feeling a sensation and you remember, oh, this started because this and this happened. That is not bad. Bad. It's actually giving you more awareness and more understanding where it's coming from. So when thoughts come up, let's not judge it again. Let's let's learn from it and then let those thoughts go. And when it comes to being in a more feminine um, relationship with our bodies and with our emotions, that is where, where meditation is great and I love it, but that is more the masculine practice, right? And the feminine here would be maybe circling your upper body as you're inhaling through your nose into your belly and exhaling, right? So like, we cannot see my um, belly right now, but circling your upper body, right? Um, as you're meditating and observing your sensations. Another thing is doing slow sensual movements now this there's there's magic in moving yourself in a dancing way where you know you look good that is the performing art that has its own medicine for confidence and things like that but that is not what we're talking about today today it's, it's not about moving in ways that you know that look good it's the opposite it's actually moving in ways that look so funny and weird if someone was watching you from the other from the other side of the room it's moving your body in those weird ways where you feel like the energy is getting 
out or the energy is moving through your body. So that can mean like rounding your back and letting your hand, uh, your head um, hang down. That can mean having your arms in weird ways and, and breathing into your shoulder and stretching your arm behind you, right? Like it, it, it's not about movements that look good. It's about breathing into the sensations and letting that, 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 that breath expand that body part and move the way it wants to move. And here, breath is really important. Staying with your breath and allowing yourself to be here. And that is where different thoughts, like I look weird, this doesn't make sense. Why am I doing this? Why am I feeling this? That is where these thoughts come up. Can you let them be here? It's okay, but can you keep breathing? Can you keep moving? And let just the breath and the movement be the the focus for right now. And if someone is just like totally starting out and they feel really awkward and they don't know what to do at all with their body or how to connect to their body, they've been in their head maybe forever, they have a lot of thoughts, maybe they have chronic physical pain, like all these things and they just always live in their minds. That was me maybe like seven years ago. Um, what would you, What would you recommend to them? First thing I would recommend is breath work, right? Because it bypasses the mind and really gets into the body. Um, I would recommend breath work. One another thing is um, self-touch. So you just put your hands on your own body. I love to start on my chest and breathe into my heart and breathe into what is happening underneath. And I feel like, yes, when those thoughts are coming up, again, it's okay if the thoughts are here. Can you still continue that five-minute practice even if you have thoughts? And only over time, this practice will the thoughts lessen a bit and then you will still have moments where you have thoughts. But can you let the thoughts be here and not run away from your thoughts as well, right? Sometimes the reason why we go to alcohol or different addictions is because we are not just running away from the body, we're also running away from the mind. Yeah, and with self touch, and with self touch, you're bringing the awareness because your mind has something to focus on. For example, the hand and your breath. You are bringing the body and the mind together, and you have something to focus on that oftentimes makes it easier for people who are a lot in their mind to start. Yeah, I love that. We're gonna talk a lot about emotions. Um, probably tomorrow or the day after, because we're going to do another live about that. But I think that's really the core of why it gets so overwhelming, because we start to connect to those emotions. Like you said, you had a lot of emotions in your body that have been stuck there for a long time. And that's exactly what happens when you get into the body. And that's why for a lot of us, it's a very overwhelming experience. So both of us are really fans of like taking it slow, listening to your body and going with your own pace. I can share about breath work that the first time I did it, it was so challenging and I totally dissociated. Like I couldn't take it anymore because it totally got me into my body. And then what I, what was there was so intense. So that's why I'm really a fan of taking everything slow and no one in this space, like there's a lot of people who will tell you, keep pushing, keep going, blah, blah, blah. blah. And in this space, like we, we don't speak like that. And it's really about, listening to your own body and, and taking your time because now I do breath work and it's my favorite way to cry. It's literally always gets me. Like if I feel stuck, tears, it's just breath work. Yeah. 
And something else that, as you were sharing, came to my mind is having those sacred spaces where it's safe to scream and shout or cry or just sit there and say, I don't know what I'm feeling. I hosted a lot of in-person workshops in Zurich last year. And in a lot of them, people, before we started, as we were sitting in the circle and I was just about to introduce myself and introduce the workshop, people were already crying. And a lot of them shared that it was, it just felt like such a safe space. And it felt like they could finally take away the backpack of weight that they had been carrying, whether it was for a day, for weeks, for months, for years. And when we're in a safe space where all of you is welcome, where you don't need to know what you're moving through. You don't need to know how to move through those emotions yet. If you can be held in a safe space where you can just sit there and be like, I feel anger and I don't know how to express it or whatever it is, right? Then you can be held in that the way how to express it will come to you much easier because you're a already talking about it. Someone can guide you to move through it deeper. You just feel like, ah, like I just need to exhale and make some sounds. Right. Um, that is why sacred healing spaces, like the ones in the workshop or the retreat that we are creating together is one of my favorite ways because you don't have to do it alone. You get to be supported and you get to learn new tools to connect deeper with yourself and your emotions. Absolutely. I would have never known what to do with my emotions without outside help. Like, I would be totally lost. Um, Gabby said, I find breath work is really beneficial. However, it can be triggering for some people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. I was. I just guided my group in that, and I, I gave so many disclaimers. You know, that's how we start. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Like, this stuff is awesome. And again, like Nikita said in the beginning, which I think is so important to say, this is a lifetime practice. You don't have to get there now. And actually, in my opinion, it's so much more important to slow down in the practices because then you tell your body that it's safe to do them. If you, I've talked to people who have done breath work and had such a traumatic experience, you know, within this practice. So you don't have to, experience that like you can take your time but the cool thing about retreats is we are so we're creating a beautiful retreat for all of you and it is happening in march in costa rica um it is a women's deeply healing retreat and it's five days long and the beautiful thing is that you get to practice things in depth over and over right like it, it's such a deep process so you get a taste of it and you get to give it a try and you get many techniques and practices and you can go deep, you can go less deep, and then you can take it home and continue the work. And I saw that there were some questions. Yeah, I'm going to just quickly go through them. Um, one last thing about the breathwork thing. That is why <clears throat> I shared about the sacred space where you can just scream or release or do movements and exhale louder. I... I don't like breathwork either. I still do it because I don't like it, but I know it's really transformational. Um, I still do it. But the practices that I really teach, that's why I love them so much because you go into the body, but you don't have to do the triggering part of the breathwork. You go into feeling and exhaling through that resistance. You exhale through the anger. You release the anger maybe through pushing pillows. You release the anger through really going to the root in your body 
through breath that is from the nose, like inhaling through the nose and exhaling through the mouth. And the breath work that we were talking about before is the holotrophic breath work, right? So the mouth, um, like inhale, inhale, exhale um, through the mouth breath work. But what I love about the, the other practices that we will be sharing in the retreat is that they are, we also, I think we'll also do breath work once, um, but they, we will be giving so many different tools to incorporate into your own practice when you don't want to do breath work, when, you, when your clients don't like to do breath work, right? It's, it's a whole new toolkit of, of, of tools that you can practice in your daily life. And some of them you can practice with your children, with your parents, with your lover, with, you get to take home these, this wide range of techniques that support you in so many different ways. And that you can choose which one you want to do in which moment. And you will know which one you want to do when you're feeling anger, when you're feeling sadness, when you're feeling grief, when you're feeling just lost and you don't know what you're feeling. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I love about it. And we're all unique. So we all need this little backpack of tools, right? And I mean, it's so, it's a game changer. It's truly in my life. I will not survive without these tools. And I'm not kidding. Like I would not live the life that I live. I would not be here in Costa Rica, like all these things. I would not have the business that I have, the relationship, like all of it. I would not enjoy my days, even when I'm having a shitty, you know, mood and all these things. I still get to enjoy my day and I still get to live this life. And, you know, I'm just so grateful for these tools. So the retreat is Sacred Healing Magic and we have it. I forgot to copy the link, but we have it at the link in our bio so you can go check it out. It is a five-day women's retreat where it's just deeply healing. That's really our goal. Costa Rica, let me tell you, you're the one that told me this, and it's so true. <laughs> this land just brings everything up. So just even being here is already like the most healing thing. Take it from someone who's been living here several months. I've never experienced as much healing ever. Um, and um, yeah, we'll be doing, we'll be going deep into somatic healing in the body, connecting to each other in this gorgeous space that has a huge waterfall like on the property. It's so incredible. So it's just going to be so amazing and beautiful. I'm so excited. And if any yes. of you have any questions at all about the retreat, feel free to reach out to us directly, message us, ask us your questions. Yes, and I just screenshotted your messages that we didn't answer today. Please join us in today's, in yes, tomorrow's life at the same time as today and yesterday. So many words that are coming up right now. You're doing a life again tomorrow at the same time. So please share, come live tomorrow and share your questions again and we'll cover them. And we are so excited about the retreat in the jungle of Costa Rica of, and focusing on deeply, deeply sacred healing and transformation. It will be magical. It will be. We love you all and see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We would love to hear what your favorite takeaways were by DMing us at Soul Coach Nikita on Instagram. If you would leave a five-star review on this podcast or share it with your friends and family and in your IG story and tagging us at Soul Coach Nikita, that would greatly help us spread the message and reach even more people. If there is anything that you wish and desire for us to cover in this podcast, please DM us at Soul Coach Nikita on Instagram and we will try our best to cover it. Sending you so much love. XOXO Nikita.